Welcome to the JB Font Show. My name is James Fauntleroy. I am your host, and I like to say happy Tuesday, November 2nd, 2021. We are live today, um, and as you could tell from the thumbnail, we will be discussing and explaining what the rotating villain is and why it's a scam and why you should avoid it. Um, just to, you know, start things off, I'd like to say hello to everybody that's watching, uh, anybody in the chat, hello also to all of you. Um, uh, and I am also part of the Fred Hampton leftist network. You can also catch me there on, uh, Sundays at 1 PM Eastern standard time. Uh, and as well as here on Tuesdays at 1 PM Eastern standard time. Now. What is the rotating villain? One of the things that I'm actually going to do is I'm going to show you guys the um, the uh, the definition of what a rotating villain is, and I want you guys to see what it is, so that you have a great synopsis of why I am saying that is a it is a scam. So I'm going to show you this. So as you can see. This is what rotating villain is. It says, this is from UrbanDictionary.com, and this is uh, fairly. This is not a fairly recent term. This was actually uh, made by, in 2011, so it's been around for a while. But this process has been going on for a lot longer. So rotating villain. Uh, the definition reads. In American democracy, when a majority party has had enough votes to pass populist legislation, party leaders designate a scapegoat who will refuse to vote with the party, thereby killing the legislation. The opposition is otherwise inexplicable and typically comes from someone who is safe or not up for re-election. This allows for maximum diffusion of responsibility. So let's break this down right here in the United States. So you have a majority right now. We have a majority in the House, the Senate and the White and we have the White House. We have a majority to pass populist legislation. But as it says here, party leaders designate a scapegoat. Who is that scapegoat? Whomever they deem to choose that is not at risk of either losing an election or being ousted by government. So, who have been the scapegoats that we have seen so far this year? The scapegoats that we have seen so far this year are the parliamentarian, Kristen Sinema, and Joe Manchin. They are the scapegoats. Now, the are also so far to the right that they're willing to be the scapegoats because it goes along with their donors or as I like to say their bribers so it says designate a scapegoat who will refuse to vote with the party thereby killing the legislation right now we have the Build Back Better Act and the uh, Democratic Infrastructure Bill that's going on right now and they are willing to kill it in order to give 
more provisions for the corporations, the rich, and the wealthy. Two senators, or and for some people are saying really one, but two senators to kill everything for all of us. Does that make sense to you? So when you look at, for instance, what Joe Manchin, because everybody seems to be bringing up his name, Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin, Joe Manchin. He is the senator from West Virginia. And of course, he is a right winger. Let's just be real. That's what he is. And so all the things that were supposed to be in this bill that originally was touted to be $6 trillion, they negotiated down to 3.5, and now it's at 1.75. So every single time they meet, it goes down and down and down and down. And now, if you look at it, all the things that people really need, all the things that a lot of us really were fighting for, it's gone. It's out. And so it's really just trash, trash legislation, a trash bill. The definition continues, the opposition is otherwise inexplicable and typically comes from someone who is safe or not up for re-election. Joe Manchin, I think, has another four years before he's up for re-election. This allows for a maximum diffusion of responsibility. So now you have a lot of people, namely people who could who are progressive, who are saying, see, Joe Manchin won't allow us. And then they f- act like they're fighting against Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin, you need to stop this. You need to just vote for this bill. But what are they doing to actually pressure him? Hmm. Very interesting. So what I'm going to do is, uh, as uh, I am speaking about this, we're going to go to a tweet. Well, not even a tweet. It's not really a tweet. It's, uh, It's really a letter to Joe Manchin. And let me share my screen again. I'm going to show you guys this. And for those of you that are listening on any of the podcast apps, I'm going to read exactly what's being shown so you guys don't have to worry about that. Okay. By the way, how's it going, Matt? (laughs) Good to see you. Where Dear Entertainment, nice to have you. And Noah, so good to see you as well. Okay, so this was a tweet by Ida Chavez, and this is Cori Bush, what she wrote. She said, Joe Manchin does not get to dictate the future of our country. I do not trust his assessment of what our communities need the most. 
I trust that the parents in my district who can't get their shift without childcare, I trust the scientists who have shown us what our future will look like if we fail to meaningfully address the climate crisis. I trust the patients and doctors crying out for comprehensive health coverage for every person in America. When I promised St. Louis a historic investment in children, in our seniors, in housing, and in our schools, I said that I would do everything I can to actually deliver change for our community can feel. We cannot spend our next year saying the House did its part or that the Senate, it's the Senate's turn. We need the Senate to actually get this done. Joe Manchin, opposition to the Build Back Better Act is anti-black, anti-child, anti-woman, and anti-immigrant. When we talk about transformative change, we are talking about a bill that will benefit black, brown, and indigenous communities. These same communities are overwhelmingly excluded from the bipartisan infrastructure bill. We cannot leave anyone behind. Senator Manchin must support the Build Back Better Act. Senator Manchin, Senator Manchin, Senator Manchin, Senator Manchin, Senator Manchin. What are you doing? You wrote a strongly worded letter, quote unquote, strongly worded letter. What are you really doing? Are you getting your block of progressives together to say this bill, we're gonna kill it if nothing that we need to be included in it is included in it? Are you calling for a press conference and putting him on blast? Are you going to the state of West Virginia and speaking to the people? You can do that. You're a free range citizen. You can roam wherever you want. Are you really putting him on blast? Are you calling for your colleagues and the congressional, uh, the, the congressional progressive caucus, should I say that three times fast, to put him on blast? To shame him into voting for this election. Look, I don't care about civility politics. Shame him, if you, shame him if you need to. But you're not. This is goes into the rotating villain. Because now you have an excuse for it to, for the bill to die. You have an excuse. Oh well, you know. And a lot of the progressives were saying, "Oh, we won't vote for the bill." You might want to talk to Ro Khanna about that. Why do I say you might want to talk to Ro Khanna about that? Well, well, Ro Khanna had something to say. And um, I don't think uh, you guys are going to really like it. As soon as I can get it up here. Okay. And I'm going to be playing that as well. Um, let me share screen again. And I want you guys to hear what Rokana has to say. Because he's basically undercutting everything 
<laughs> that uh, Cory Bush has to say. Here's according to Senator Sanders, is that some, this, this vote you do? By the way, I'm going to mute myself. expect to happen by Tuesday uh, as some have projected because on another network this morning Senator Bernie Sanders was saying he wanted to try to add in some things to the bill still um, ph pharmaceutical and prescription drug pricing is what he talked about I mean that's pricey how many changes should we expect well we, we are working to add things in I mean the negotiations taking place I'm gonna be a yes I think we can have the vote by Tuesday Senator Sanders is doing a great job to actually have Medicare negotiation I mean that would save money and help people with prescription costs but, but the question is that's 350 billion over 10 years according to Senator Sanders is that something that you think you can still keep the Senate on board with well, there are two different issues. One is the actual reduction of cost, the prescription drug negotiation. That actually saves money, and saves money, brings the cost down. The other is the Medicare expansion, so people get dental, vision, hearing. By the way, a hugely popular polling place. So my point is this. I'm a yes. Progressives will be a yes. We're working to get all of this in. But here's what people are saying. It's been months. Let's get this done. But you're a yes, even if those things aren't added in. I'm a yes on the framework. Okay. Anything else that you know of that might be added into this before it goes to a vote? We're still working on getting uh, the climate provisions secured. One of the main things we've done is have a methane fee. There was the American Petroleum Institute, uh, others uh, having massive ads against it. We fought. That will be in part of the framework. The uh, Climate Civilian Corps is part of the framework, so the climate parts are still being negotiated. So much for having a backbone. If this bill with all the provisions in it really mattered, then number one, you would say, I'm not voting for anything unless it's 3.5 or more. Second of all, uh, you would throw Joe Manchin under the bus. And kill the bill if it goes under that amount, if it takes out those provisions. Because if it doesn't have those provisions for the American people, then why in the hell would you vote for that bill? It's a trash bill. Noah says, I can't believe these politicians think it is okay to just write strongly worded letters. However, writing letters is just providing crumbs at this point. What sad people think this is enough. Thank you very much. Good afternoon, Mad Marxist. Nice to have you as, as well. War Deer Entertainment says, Joke Kana, Dollar Tree Ray Romano. <laughs> Sorry, that was funny. Worthless, just like the rest of them. E. Heller, nice to have you as well. Rose signaling that he is going to vote yes no matter what. Dude has no idea how to leverage or is actively sabotaging it. Probably both. And that is the point. He basically undercut what some people who are in the Progressive Caucus said. Actually, he, he's given away he's given away what they're actually planning on doing. By the way, today is uh, Tuesday, November 2nd. I think the vote is going on today. If I'm correct. Um, 
so yeah thank you very much for the comments uh, in the uh, chat so people are wondering what is outside what is you know in the bill um, what was included what was excluded so we're gonna take a look what was included and uh, just a shout out to Sabrina Salvati, Savvy Sabs. She actually covered this on her show last night and uh, she had a great perspective. So if you guys, you know, give her a follow. She's also on Fred Hampton Leftist Network, but you also can give her channel a follow at Savvy Sabs. So it says here on Vox.com, the it says the title of the article is what is in and what is out of Biden's latest spending proposal. The framework goes big on early childhood education and climate while making drastic cuts elsewhere. And it actually shows what Democrats keep in the Build Back Better compromise. Compromise, quote unquote. It says uh, $555 billion for the climate crisis, which is still being debated on. They want to cut that even further. By the way, the original Green New Deal that Bernie Sanders was trying to implement when he was in the Democratic primary uh, last year, uh, Bernie Sanders wanted a $16 trillion Green New Deal. By the way, that's actually watered down from what the Green Party wanted. We actually wanted significantly more, but Bernie Sanders watered it down. So that gives you the amount of how minuscule we are funding, you know, to fight the climate crisis. It is absolutely asinine that they are allowing this planet to be destroyed be for profit. And we're just throwing pennies, peanuts at the problem. So climate crisis is 555 billion. Childcare and universal preschool, 400 billion. Expanded child and earned income credits, 200 billion. Medicaid and Affordable Care Act subsidy expansion, 130 billion. Medicare hearing benefit, 35 billion. In-home access, it says access, uh, 150 billion. Affordable housing, 150 billion. Worker training and higher education, 40 billion. Other spending, 90 billion. I want you guys to pay attention to that other spending. What is that other spending for? Why are we other spending? Like what, what, what? And all this amounts to 1.75 trillion. Well, what's in that 90 billion? They're not saying. Could this be for military and other things that we should be cutting out? Subsidies for corporations, other subsidies. What was cut out? Let's go to it. Cut out of this legislation is number one, paid family leave. Paid family leave. You know, it's funny, we are the only country 
on this planet that does not provide paid family leave by law. And even, you know, Joe Rogan had a terrible take the night before talking about we don't need to have paid family leave. Yes, we do. We do. And I'm not even saying maternity leave or paternity leave. I'm saying paid family leave. Paid parental leave. Yes. Paid family leave. Yeah. Because if you're, say, a sibling that's taking care of your younger siblings, well, yeah, you may need to take leave. What if you're adopting? What if you're a, a couple of two women or two men that decided to adopt and you need to bond with your child? What if you're a woman and you just had a baby and you need to recover? Are you expected to just stay home and not have your bills paid? What if you're a single mom? What if the, the father of the child passed away or left? What about her? What about the, the, the parent with a very sick child? What about the parent with a very sick child that's over the age of 18? Or one that is disabled that they really can't care for? I mean, that they can't, that they need to care for, but can't work at the same time. See, here's the thing. You can sit here and poo-poo about paid family leave all you want. But you don't realize how much you need it. Uh, and uh, You don't realize how necessary it is until you need it. I'm disabled. People don't care about disability until it happens to them or sometimes a loved one. People don't care about Medicare until it happens to them or they have a loved one. People don't care about health care until it happens to them or it's a loved one. The problem is, is that we need to care about it before that. And that's one of the reasons why paid family leave needed to be included. Medicare negotiation drug prices. Hmm. Medicare recipient right here. You're talking to one. Drug prices are ridiculous. People literally are in debt because of drug prices. So it would be best if the government actually negotiated them, at least for Medicare recipients. At least for those of us who are the most vulnerable, those of us who are disabled, and those of us who are elderly. But unfortunately, they don't believe in that, do they? Why? Because Big Pharma is also the bribers of some of these people who are fighting against this legislation. Expanded Medicare coverage of dental and vision. Do we need our eyes and our teeth? Do we need them? Yes, we do. So if you're going to sit here and cut that out you absolutely don't care 
Did you know that your oral health is directly tied to the rest of your body? This is what's cut out. Free community college. How far can you get with just a high school diploma? How many people are deeply in student debt right now? Do you want your kids or grandkids to also have student debt? And don't sit there and tell me, oh, well, they just need to make the right choice, blah, 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 blah. Even when they make the right choice, they still have to incur mountains of debt, way more than any one of you have ever had to do. I'm talking to the people who are older. Those of you who had to pay 1200 you know, 3000 maybe 4000 per semester tops. And now kids are paying 20, 25, 30,000 per semester just for their education. They're paying like eight to 10 times more than what you paid. Yet there's probably still making around the same wages that you were when you were working and trying to get through school. That's a no brainer. That, that would be uh, you know, having a pre-K through 14 education. I honestly think we should have pre-K through 16. Or 16 plus. Because education is a right. They also left out increases to the co top corporate tax rate. It says one of the main revenue raisers Democrats initially suggested was increasing the corporate tax from 21% to 26.5%. A proposal staunchly opposed by cinema. Joe Biden was counting on that being opposed. But 21 to 26%. That's, that's tiny, tiny. So you mean to tell me that they were only going to raise it by five and a half percent and people threw a fit? Billionaires and multimillionaires threw a fit over 5.5% corporate tax rate? He's <laughs> stupid. Let me be in there. Oh, 5.5% raise is too much? Okay. Well, you know what? We're raising it 60%. Yeah. We're gonna do we're gonna do it 66.5%. No, 76.5. My my math is off, sorry. 76.5%. 86.5%. Damn it, I was bad at math in school. But you get my point. And I still wouldn't be as high as the percentage was during, what, the 50s? 90%? They don't want their taxes increased, but they 
want all these corporate subsidies and all this bullshit. And you're sitting there telling me, oh, it's okay to leave it out. They're job creators. What jobs are creating right now? They're actually begging for workers. And the workers that they're begging for, well, they don't even want to work for them because the wages that they pay are shit. Oh, by the way, I actually brought this up to the paratransit service that I made a complaint to yesterday on Twitter. They called me. Yes, they called. And they were apologizing to me and basically saying, well, yes, but, you know, because of COVID, you know, uh, being it, the restrictions are eased. Now, a lot more people are riding. And also, we don't have many drivers. And I said, you know why you don't have many drivers? Because the way you treat them, as well as not paying them a living wage. If you guys treated them better and paid them a living wage, you will retain more drivers. And therefore, I would not be late to my dialysis treatment and then have to cut my treatment because of having drivers that are late. Because you have very few drivers across the Tri-County area trying to take me to dialysis. And then I end up being late because you guys have to go across the entire county just to pick people up. But yes, I also think that their corporate tax rate should go up. Because they are exploiting people. They get tons of subsidies from the government. Tax that ass. So I'm going to go to the chat. Um, have I missed? Oh, okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, I was, uh, yeah. This is why we need to bring mutual aid networks. Yeah. Um, E. Heller says the reconciliation bill is garbage. It is an empty raptor. A half-eaten calzone with the filling sucked out. Near empty milk con Congress carton Congress put back in the fridge. I'll, 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 I'll give you even one better, uh, E. Heller. Uh, the reconciliation bill is wet toilet paper. It's that useless. Um, how do you discourage repping senators from participating in the rotating villain scam? For starters, hashtag sink the mansion yacht. Um, where Pilgrim says, perhaps if you make the price of being the villain too high, the protests against cinema at the wedding, for example, Cinema may be able to handle it, but her friends, not so much. Pariah time. And I agree. And you have some people thinking that it's not going to do any good. Oh, it, it, it'll do some good. Because humans are very social creatures. And being cut off from people because of your actions is also a great tool. So, yes, I, I actually do agree. Um...
Weird Pilgrim also says, also, given Cinema seems to have her eyes on a lobbying career after this, making her too toxic for the purposes of corporations could be an added side benefit of the protests. Yeah, of course. And this comes to, you know, everyone always talking about, you know, um, Kristen Cinema this and Joe Manchin that, and they never want to put pressure on the people that they actually have a, you know, a pool with. And they fail to do it. I'm going to give you guys some examples. You guys like examples, don't you? I knew you did. All right, so I'm going to give you guys the first example. He's not going to like this, but it is what it is. Okay, sharing my screen. All right. You guys know this guy, Kyle Kalinske. He's participating in the scam. Rotating the villain. And I quote, and even though a majority of his 0.5 supported at Senator Joe Manchin is corrupt and representing his corporate donors because they bribe him. But here's the thing, Kyle. The people who could, you know, force Joe Manchin into voting for it by, you know, basically throwing him under the bus like they should they're not really doing it they're just writing strongly worded letters like what the hell man you're putting all the blame on him but who are the people that could call him out Joe Manchin doesn't care about you and he doesn't care about anybody who is progressive but the progressives do have a little bit of power and you could just call them out instead of you know basically simping for them all the time you know you basically base your entire show on them having a victory and yet they've been failing every single time by the way you're one of the co-founders of the justice democrats i'd be embarrassed right now if i were you especially after what rokana just said right And we're going to go to somebody else. And you guys can probably guess who it is. The other co-founder of Justice Democrats, Cenk Uger. He said, it looks like it's over. Complete defeat. Representative Jayapal went on TV to say progressives are going to fold and vote back BIF without passing Build Back Better and with Manchin saying that he might never vote for Build Back Better. You can't surrender any more thoroughly than that. Vote, hashtag vote no, hashtag no deal. So he kind of halfway did rotating the villain because basically Jayapal said that she was going to fold so he gave a little bit of blame to her, which is which is good. But at the same time, Jake Uger 
he was also one of the main people who was pushing for the celebrification of many people who are in the squad and Justice Democrats. And what are they doing? What is Mark Pocan doing? What is Ilhan Omar? What is Rashida Tlaib doing? What are they doing? Are they calling for, you know, are they calling for a press conference? Are they going on live TV? Are they making a video about it? Are they trying to get together an actual protest? Are they tweeting and messaging people and saying, come out, let's go to West Virginia, let's go to Joe Manchin's office, let's go to Joe Manchin's house or whatever he is, and let's lead a protest? I'm going to West Virginia, I'm going to speak, you know, to the West Virginian people in Joe Manchin's backyard. I'm just going to write a strongly worded letter. Don't want to make too much of a fuss. This is lives that we're literally talking about. See, here's the thing. They are very good at diagnosing the problem when it comes to fighting for it. They don't do it. E. Heller says they're letting Corey Bush do the kayfabe on Mansion. Yeah. And so, you know, you got a lot of people who talk about, oh, well, you know, they're doing the best that they can. <laughs> if they're doing the best they can, then why haven't they use the suggestions that we gave. Look, a lot of people will talk about uh, that the the uh, Tea Party they did, you know, they did some things that pissed off the Republicans. Which they did. But did it get shit done? You're right, it did. And are some of them still in Congress today? Yes. Yes, they are. They are still in Congress today. What makes you think that the Democrats can't do the same? But do they want to? Rotating the villain. That's all it is. Making the boogeyman. And then shit doesn't get done. And then the Republicans come in and then shit gets done. You want that tax cut for those wealthy people? Done. You want more subsidies towards corporations? Done. You want to increase budgets for the military industrial complex? Done. Prison industrial complex? Done. More money to the uh, to the pharmaceutical companies? Big Pharma? Done. Big Tech? Done. But as soon as it's something for the people, rotate the villain. And you know, it's funny. They actually even rotate the villain in, in years where they don't have a majority, when they're a minority. But it's easier to rotate the villain because now they switch it out. They take out people like Joe Manchin, Kristen Cinema, and the parliamentarian, and they replace it with Mitch McConnell, Trump, and the Republicans. See? That's how it works. You see, you see, you see the way it works now. 
every single time something is about you know uh, changing our material needs and improving our our material needs it's well we can't because of this person because of that process because of the sun was in my eyes and I had a catfish in my ear and I'm itching really bad I don't know they just don't know and so that's one of the reasons why it doesn't happen so this was my Zacky Wayne way of uh, explaining the rotating villain to you guys but I want you to see that this is a scam because there's a lot that they could do but they just don't want to and they'll say that we really want to but then it's like it's like weak sauce it's half-hearted there's no fight in it Jamal Bowman just put out a, a tweet about you know donating to him you know for his re-election fuck that donate to mutual aid Rome right now has a tour for the poor going on Affinity got Freedom Fighters DC. Donate to that. You have Liv from po the Populous Voice that's doing, um, she's doing direct uh, uh, direct action and mutual aid right now, going out into her neighborhoods and doing things for people. You have many people that are taking on the mantle of tour for the poor. Just donate to them. Or help them out, whatever you can. When I say donate, I'm not talking about just money. I'm talking about time, energy, things like that. Even if it's just to share their tweet or their cash app or their GoFundMe or their uh, PayPal. Whatever. Just do it. Because obvious, obviously, we have to save ourselves. They're like wet toilet paper. Useless. War Deer Entertainment says they get reelected because one, they aren't Republicans. Two, they do these random, easy to do things that only help a fraction of the public. And three, they get their social media minions and trolls to boost them. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we're better than Republicans. That's part of the game. And then the Republicans go further right, and then the Democrats follow. Well, we're still better than Republicans. And then it goes all around the same circle, over and over again. That same goddamn ratchet effect that keeps pulling us to the right. Did you know the furthest right party in the UK is around the same point as the Democrats are right now? That's crazy. 
That's how far to the right the United States is. See the change says, they always seem to pull it off when it comes to policies that don't benefit poor and working class people or when they're deciding whose turn it is to be president. That's a good point, see the change. And they decide who's president. We don't decide, they decide. Because even in a court case, the representatives in court for the DNC said that they could go into a back room, smoke-filled room, and choose their president. And then guess what? We don't have a choice at all in it. And then the DNC, how do they make their money? Well, they get donations from all of you. And then those donations, how you know how they get them out of you? They scare you. They will say, oh, the Republicans, they're going to be here. And so they're going to mess everything up. So donate to, uh, donate to us if you guys want to save democracy. Donate. And then that's the trick. That's the hook. And Republicans do the same thing. They do the exact same thing. Why? Because they all have the same masters. Every single one of them. They're all sitting there going, well, how can we get more out of the American people? And then they always legislate against people. The legislation is always for the rich. Remember that. Everybody always says follow the money, but not everybody actually applies that. Because they'll still keep voting for the same people that strip things away from you. They strip away your rights. They'll strip away the things that you need to to be protected. And guess what? You also need to be protected from hunger, thirst, suffocation, homelessness. You need to be protected from those. You need to be protected from sickness. But they take those protections away or they never give you the protections that you actually have a right to. And they're sitting there making their money and trying to stay in a position that has a great pension, great health care, and makes over $170,000 a year. And then they can write a book or they can do speeches and make millions and millions more. Yeah, that's what it is. That's the game. When Trump said, the game is rigged, it's completely rigged. He's right. But he's also part of the game. That's what he didn't tell you. Biden's part of the game. McConnell's part of the game. Pelosi's part of the game. Schumer's part of the game. They all are. Obama, he's definitely part of the game. Bush, yeah, he's still in the game. He doesn't say much, though, but he's still in the game. I, I beg to even say Carter is part of the game. But I think Car- Car- Carter's trying to cleanse his conscience by building houses for humanity. So, yeah. Um, where Pilgrim says, even if they had 10,000 members in the squad, 
they still find a way to drop the ball. Exactly. Why? Because it is rotating the villain. That's what it is. And there's always that. Because you need a villain to stop you from actually progressing. Because if not, then that means you actually have to give up to the American people, which they don't want to do because it's going to upset their bribers. It's going to upset them. And unfortunately, and people will say, well, the squad, they don't they don't take money from corporations. No, but they acquiesce to the to the demands of people who do. They owe they're obedient to, to them. True civil disobedience would mean that if they're not taking money from corporations, they will also give a big F you to people like Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and all those other people who are, have leadership in the Democrats. You wouldn't need Nancy Pelosi to say a few words to you while you're on the House floor and then you end up boohoo crying and changing your vote from no to present. Wardier says, right, because they do have the numbers to force votes, etc. Even though they claim otherwise, they say that so you'll be a sucker and vote for them for more than jackasses. Yeah. Forced to vote was an interesting time because forced to vote actually showed us that the rotating villain could be broken. It could be broken. And the thing is that a lot of times they'll complain, uh, you know, they'll get on Twitter and complain and they'll say things like, well, you know, people deserve housing and people deserve health care and we need Medicare for all. And they'll say all these good things. But then, then what are you going to do about it? You know, it would be nice if if somebody in Congress actually had the power to do something about it. They talk a good game, but they don't do nothing. So this is why so many people gave up on direct politics. Uh, uh, um, sorry, uh, electoral politics, and well. We're all more invested in direct action. Why? Because that's the only way you can get shit done. We have to do basically what the government failed to do. That's why people like Rome and Afeni and those of us at FHO and people like Liv from Populist Voice and people like Awkward from Ten Demands and everybody is trying to get into direct action because we <laughs> we need to live. Mutual aid is going to be the lifeblood and survival of this country. Of this world, really. So yeah, I... um. I had to speak on that because you guys know that sitting here and focusing on, you know, 
certain individuals who are in Congress or in the Senate and just laying the blame on those two individuals, you're playing into the game. That's what you're doing. You're playing the game. And then, and and guess what? Votes like this are going to happen again. And then guess what? If it's not Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema or the parliamentarian, it's going to be somebody else. We're going to blame this person for us not getting stuff done. We're going to blame that person for not getting stuff done. Stop falling for the BS. Stop. And people will go, well, what are we supposed to do? You know, there's a third option, right? There's always a third option. You can do direct action. Also, if you guys still want to vote, third parties, take a look at them. I mean, they're they're constantly being undermined within within our democracy right now. Third parties are being vilified and third parties are being, uh, they're trying to create laws to prevent third parties from ever coming to the surface. Give them some support if you want to vote. If you're done with voting and if you're sick and tired of bullshit, hit the streets. And what I also mean by hit the streets, I mean helping people. Helping your neighbor. And by neighbor, I mean not just the person who lived next to you. Help somebody that you know that needs help. It can even be a friend of yours. But if you know they need assistance with something. Sometimes all we have to give is our time. And that's just enough. Because sometimes people, they run out of time to do the things that they really need to do in order to live a quality life. So donating some of your time for them is the right thing to do. It's the compassionate thing to do. It's the kind thing to do. Be the government that you don't have. Be the government that you would want to have. Help each other out. Um, where Pilgrim says, if they were serious, they'd seize the opportunities that were presented to them, like guerrilla soldiers. True. But if they're not willing to take it, what does that tell you about them? Wardeer says, electoral politics on a national level is a joke at best. Even some state level races are fixed. Direct action should be top priority. I agree. Mutual aid and learning to communicate with everybody. Thank you very much. That was well said. So, you know, I do appreciate you all uh, coming in uh, to hear me rant and give an explanation about the rotating villain. Um, 
And anybody who is on the left or who considers himself to be on the left, especially in independent media, stop with the rotating villain BS. Hold people's feet to the fire. Even if they claim to agree with you on policy, hold their feet to the fire because they should be fighting like tooth and nail. They should be like a bull in a china shop right now. But they're not. So why aren't you calling them out? Stop with the BS of blaming the people who they designated that they want to be blamed. And make it super uncomfortable to even be the villain and the rotating villain. I don't care if you're in the gym and you're working out next to them, ask they ask some questions. Make it uncomfortable. If they're out with their friends, make it so that their friends don't want to invite them over anymore because they're constantly being, you know, protested by people who want the things that they need to be done. We can't invite that person to the party. No, 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 because protesters will be standing outside of our house. Once they start, you know, doing the right thing, then we'll lay off. But if, if they're not, if we're continuing to be uncomfortable, then they need to be uncomfortable. We got to stop just allowing this shit to happen. Is it easy? No, it's not. But is it necessary? Yes. Yes, it is. So you guys can catch me on next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Be sure to also catch me on the FHL. Fred Hampton left us at 1 p.m. on Sundays Eastern Standard Time. Uh, FHL is also coming with the General Strike Summit. That's going to be on the 12th to the 14th uh, of this month. So be sure to tune in for that. We will have some very big and special guests. So I think you will be... Uh, you will, guys will love that um also um by the way um <laughs> thanks war dear uh see the change also says i don't understand how so many people can seem sincere and flip on a dime within less than a few months of being in office i can talk about that next time but uh it happens and it happens very often and the ones who actually are sincere and who stay that way they're usually ousted. There's some who aren't in Congress anymore who actually were trying, but that's a whole nother story. But I appreciate your comments and I totally agree with you. And if you guys um, have any questions, feel free to contact me at the JB Font Show. And you guys can please, uh, if you guys enjoy my content, please subscribe to my Ko-Fi that's right here in the ticker and I will see you guys in the next one. Oh, by the way, it's Ko-Fi, ko-fi.com forward slash JB font. And I see you when I see you.